0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Make Tame Trace the Soy, the podcast all about surviving and thriving on a plant-based zero-waste lifestyle. I'm your host, Rochelle, and if you're new around here, just click that subscribe button for us or that follow button. If you're on iTunes today, please go ahead and leave us a little rating or a review. It really helps to push the podcast up there so the more people see it and hopefully spread that non-judgmental plant-based message thank you to everyone who has left a review or a rating that is so helpful thank you so much guys i really appreciate it if you are new around here welcome to the show um on this show we do shout outs where you the listener can get in contact with us and you can let us know what you want to hear more of you know what topics would you like to hear on the show if you've got any questions you can ask them you can suggest guests so hit us up on instagram we are make tame trace of soy or on facebook Now, we do have some very exciting news coming to the podcast next week, so make sure that you click that subscribe button and you listen to next week's episode. Some really fantastic news coming out then, so definitely catch that one. And uh, now let's get right into today's episode. This week we have another fantastic episode for you all about women's health and how to have a zero-waste period. And we are joined this week by Katie Norbury, Katie is a women's health advocate, a period enthusiast, and enjoyer of uncomfortable conversations. She's also the marketing and communications manager for Share the Dignity, a charity that works towards ending period poverty, um, something that she is incredibly passionate about. She works to promote the charity and get people talking about periods and the harsh reality of period poverty and assists in gaining donations to end the poverty. So many experience here across Australia. In her spare time, she also runs Get Papped, a project aimed at ending the stigma around female health, and in particular, pap smears. She does this through selling the 25 birthday cards, promoting accountability to book in for your pap smear once you reach 25. And that runs on Instagram with a female health and positivity and self-love platform, Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rochelle. Thank you so much for joining us for this one. I'd love to hear a little bit more about Get Papped. What got you excited about that project and got you to start it?
1: Well, I suppose initially it wasn't excitement that got me to begin that. Um, It initially started when I, I received results that I had had an abnormal pap smear and that I was going to have to have some biopsies taken. So I guess my first Google search, the first thing that came up was cervical cancer, which is not Mm. a search that you want to come across. And I suppose from that, my Googles just kept scaring me further and further. (laughs) And the thought of having to go to a hospital to see a gynecologist to have that biopsy was really quite frightening and quite isolating. Mm. So after I'd experienced all that fear I suppose and reaching out to friends and nobody really understanding or relating. I eventually found a couple of friends who'd had abnormalities but it was still it still felt a little taboo and a little just hush hush no one was discussing it so I, I decided that I didn't want another woman to come across in her search for what these biopsies or this abnormality meant. I didn't want her search to pop up as cervical cancer straight away I wanted to create a safe community where women can talk in a positive light about their health and hold themselves accountable to to get these regular checks and to have those uncomfortable appointments that can ultimately save your life so that's
0: where it began that's fantastic and it's such it's such an issue of silence and shame around female health especially anything to do with pap smears periods you know vaginas everyone's so sort of oh we don't talk about it and that's so unhealthy yep. isn't it it's so bad for us exactly. you know we yeah be even should mentioning
1: yeah <laughs> or well, mentioning the word vagina is just like god no we can't say that it's just silence so
0: yeah it's nice
1: to sort of create a space where that's allowed that's encouraged and we should begin talking
0: yeah that that is so fantastic like such a worthy thing to spend your time organizing because that's all off of your own back as well isn't it
1: yeah yeah so um I suppose I think people like to coin the term side hustles and small businesses and things like that but I do actively try and call it a project because the cards that we sell through Get Pats are specifically for 25th birthdays, specifically for female health. So it's never going to be a big money churner. It's literally just a space of community and, you know, the money that is made by people purchasing the cards goes directly into the website fees and the printing of the cards. There's no intention of capitalizing on the project, just spreading awareness.
0: Yeah, that's so fantastic. So today we're going to be talking a lot about women's health and about those uncomfortable conversations and also how to have a zero-waste period. But before we get into that, I just want to acknowledge that trying to have a zero-waste period, like having the chance to even think about that, that's a real position of privilege. You know, there are a Mm -hmm. lot of women out there who don't have the funds, the knowledge, the access that we do to be able to consider pursuing this um this project Mm -hmm. of our own that we each might have to try and reduce our waste in that area and you would know a lot about this being that you work for share the dignity so tell us a little bit Mm -hmm. about share the dignity and what they do yeah sure
1: so um share the dignity aims to end period poverty here in australia and hopefully one day globally But I suppose period poverty is a tricky one to discuss. Most of us don't know it's occurring. We're lucky enough to have always had access to period products. But we work with those experiencing homelessness, fleeing domestic violence, remote Aboriginal communities, drought-stricken communities. We don't discriminate on who would need our help at Share the Dignity. And we work with hundreds and hundreds of charities across the nation to directly reach those people in need. So if a charity comes to us and they're a official, officially recognized charity, we don't discriminate on where they come from, what work they do. We welcome everyone. And that's the same with who particularly we help, no matter your sexual orientation, how you identify your background, your history is irrelevant because period poverty doesn't discriminate.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I was gonna say, do you have any statistics? But we were just discussing this prior to the episode. And it's very hard to find statistics because of that, you know, that embarrassment everyone has about discussing this, you know, it's not being recorded anywhere.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So we are looking into how we can do that type of research. But Because, for example, um, girls in schools, we can't identify whether they're taking time off of school because they don't have period products. Because no young girl is admitting to a teacher that she's away for three days or five days because she has a period. It's Mm. silenced. And with young girls as well having irregular periods, we can't determine each month because her period could be coming every two weeks, every eight weeks, they tend to be irregular. So it is hard to get the statistics. But I do have some numbers on what Share the Dignity has achieved since it began five years ago. We have donated over 2.5 million pads and tampons to those in need across the country. And that's just in five years alone. Wow. So it is a monthly issue. So Mm. donations can't be a one-off. It's not a winter jacket that keeps you warm for years a packet lasts you a month and then you need it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's such important work that they're doing at Share the Dignity. Do you guys have any drives coming up that our listeners could think about donating to or getting involved with?
1: Yeah, definitely. So in August and March, we run our dignity drives where there's collection points across the country, in particular in Woolworths supermarkets is the easiest one. And that's where you can donate not just pads and tampons, incontinence pads, maternity pads, and what we'll hopefully be talking about soon, um, period undies and menstrual cups.
0: Oh, fantastic! I was going to ask you if there was if you were seeing any more of those kinds of donations because, as far as you know the gift that keeps on giving those cups and those period pants are at least something you can wash and reuse so
1: exactly exactly, and I think that's that's perhaps a misconception. I think people feel a bit worried to donate something reusable, but as I was saying before we we don't discriminate on who we who we donate to so If we're working with a homeless charity, they aren't likely to ask for menstrual cups from us. But if we're working with a domestic violence charity, a menstrual cup is a huge financial burden gone for those in need. So there's definitely options and we are very careful with how we distribute to ensure that all of the donations are used correctly.
0: Oh, that's so good that, you know, it's just amazing the amount of work that goes into something like this and I'm sure, you know, being at the back end of this, you really have a great understanding of that. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's So good, though. So while we are talking a little bit about those menstrual cups and things, I wanted to discuss um, the history around menstruation in Western culture, because when I was doing a bit of research for this episode, I did sort of come to realize that disposable tampons and pads were really an invention of, you know, something from about the 1920s forward. And prior to that, you just used rags and household items and it was this very shameful thing and people were so embarrassed about it. So when they started inventing these, you know, single use throwaway items, people embraced it because of that shame around the culture, which is really Mm -hmm. interesting because it comes back to, you know, being shamed for just your bodily functions. That is Interesting such a feminist issue really
1: yeah it it truly is and um yeah I mean reusing something and I know a common question I get asked about period undies is like oh but you would have to wash them separately to your clothes or would you just are you only washing them together but it really is just a tiny bit of blood but we just don't discuss how we can manage those things and you know Mm. things like period undies are a very very simple useful item because you really can just chuck them in with all of your washing and blood isn't going to spread everywhere it's not that much blood we're gonna be fine
0: yeah it's just that I guess it's that fear and that kind of that whole sort of concept within society that we've just grown up with we've dealt with this kind of shame about it I mean any woman or any, you know, person who's had a period can attest to having a moment when they bled through their pants or their skirt at school. And it was the most horrifying (laughs) moment of their life because everyone is so ashamed about this. Whereas, you know, it's actually less embarrassing in a lot of ways than we treat it to be because it's just natural. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've never been embarrassed for like Cutting my hand in front of someone, no. but I've definitely had to run home, leave work because of a
0: leak. Yeah, that really doesn't matter. We've just got to embrace the leak, people. You know, get comfortable <laughs> with it. Free bleed—that's a thing. Yeah. Actually, there was that marathon that is- runner. Yeah, who went and did the like fleet the free bleeding uh, marathon run to sort of raise yeah. awareness, which is really interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah a super, like, I suppose it feels silly to call it brave because really it was just her allowing her body to do what it naturally does, but it really did come across as incredibly brave to do something
0: like that. Yeah, it absolutely did. And I guess that's, um, that just tells us a lot about how this is viewed in the general population and how much work there is to still be done around breaking down period absolutely. stigma.
1: yeah yeah. for sure and just speaking on that um i suppose an issue we often have at share the dignity is that in a lot of big corporate businesses or generally in business leadership it does tend to be men sitting in the boardroom and it's not a charity that comes to mind when those big decisions are getting made amongst businesses to choose a period poverty charity to donate to it's a much easier conversation to have a large scale company donating to donating food, donating to places like the Cancer Council or the RSPCA. It is difficult to get big businesses talking about periods because the rooms aren't filled with women who are comfortable discussing that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And men just need to get over this. They're still so squeamish about <laughs> it. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. It's quite sad to think that, um, yeah, men can't have these candid conversations about something that women go through each month.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think they're just intimidated by us, to be honest, Katie. I mean, you know, <laughs> we can bleed for five to seven days a month and survive, and just be like, "Yeah, we got this," and we make life and stuff. I think it's it scares shocking. them.
1: <laughs> We can remove blood from almost anything. So yeah,
0: we're pretty good at it. We know what's going on. (laughs) So yeah, with the zero waste period, so kind of the rise of that culture is really fascinating. So I would say Mm -hmm. it's been the last five to about seven or eight years that we've seen more of the zero waste products coming out. But interestingly, in my research, I discovered that the first menstrual cup was invented in the 1930s. So that's been around for a really long time, but people have not been using it. And I think it's because of that stigma again, like we were discussing Mm -hmm. before, but I think we are coming to realize now because of how those menstrual products have evolved to be more single use and have more plastic on them, how important it is to start thinking about reducing how many of those kinds of products we use and looking for that more zero waste and more sustainable option the original tampons were actually encased in cardboard and they were made of cotton and pulp and the string was cotton. Tampons today have a plastic casing around the actual tampon, plastic on the tampon, plastic in the string. And they are estimating that tampons and pads that are created today will take between 500 and 800 years to decompose. So, That's really frightening isn't that horrifying things that I've used, you know, every month and considering that, you know, women or people who have periods, they're Mm -hmm. going to be menstruating for about 40 years of their life. And that adds up to, I think it was six and a half years worth of straight bleeding. So every day for six and a half years. And you think about all the products that you would use in that time. And that's why it's so important to think about zero waste periods. So I thought we could talk a little bit about what we use. So I'm a cup girl. Are you a period pants mm-hmm. girl?
1: Um. Well. So I um. I decided to stop having my period through um. Using a bar because I challenged myself to use a cup for so long, and I kept having so many issues. And after doing research as well on periods, I I knew I couldn't keep using tampons, and I either had to keep at it after my three months of trying to use a cup which I did eventually manage (laughs) Um, I have tips if anyone needs Um, but then yeah I decided to um, try to avoid the period for a little while to again just try and fit into that zero waste lifestyle as well
0: Yeah, that is fantastic. And isn't it a wonderful position to be in, to be able to afford the medical care to choose not to have your period for a while. I'm really grateful myself to be on the pill and have the choice to skip my period when I want to.
1: Yeah. And this isn't an an easy decision. I mean, when I um, got the bar put in, it cost over $200 for the initial appointments. And this was a big discussion we had in the Share the Dignity office and that not only is it um, you sooks I have really bad period pain to the point where I, I can't work, I can't do day-to-day things, so I really do need some form of contraception to stop my period. And I am a woman working full-time, and that was a hit to my weekly budget. So how on earth is a woman or someone who menstruates, ex- how are they dealing with that? They can't, they don't have that privilege of choosing when they have their periods or choosing whether they have their period.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I myself have polycystic ovary syndrome, so I've had Mm -hmm. a couple of surgeries in the past to get rid of polyps. It makes your period extremely heavy, extremely painful. And I would have days off work. I would be just, you know, Mm -hmm. in so much pain, like doubled over in pain, like for a couple of days out of the month. And it was just so awful. So I went yeah. on the pill to kind of manage that as well and mm-hmm. yeah. I think people don't realize how debilitating period pain can be.
1: Exactly because again there's the stigma not only is it the products it's you know it's difficult to call if you had a male boss who you weren't close with to call him and say I have extreme period pain I can't come in or to be working casually and not be paid sick days for that period really does have a financial effect on you, particularly if you're casual or in a lower paid role. It's very, very difficult.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When you were talking before about struggling with the cup, I think that's really interesting. (laughs) I I have struggled on and off with it and I think it's down for me, it's down to that fold. So listeners, if you're thinking about going zero waste with the cup, it's something you've got to research. You've got to look this up. There are different folding methods that work for different people. And if you're finding it uncomfortable, it's a matter of not folding and inserting correctly. It should be totally comfortable and feel like it's not there once you've gotten it right, but it does take a little bit of time to learn that fold. But I'm betting the first time you used a tampon, you were very uncomfortable. So, you know, (laughs) you've just got to learn, you just got to learn around it. And I'm so keen to try period pants personally. I think that would be so great.
1: They're a a really good option as well if you are the anxious leaker, like you think you might leak constantly because you've got that additional barrier, Um, but as well if you are someone who has heavy periods, if you're worried about using a cup for the first time and it might not stay in right, it's just that additional barrier that gives you that peace of mind for the day as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There are so many wonderful options out there now. I've seen people as well making their own homemade pads. They use very thick material yes. like quilting. And yeah. they're they're the kind of crazy zero wasters who make their own toilet cloths and, you know, yes. power to them. But I'm not one of yes.
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> the um the reusable pads, there's actually another really amazing charity called Days for Girls. And they, um, they have sewing days where you create those pads and they get sent um, to people in need, usually in Africa and in other regions as well. So, you know, like even there's options if you perhaps can't use them yourself or you don't like using them, there's other ways you can give back to allow other women to have this zero waste period or help those who are in need.
0: That well. is such a good point, too. That's something that we should definitely all be looking into and thinking about. So, the drive mm-hmm. is coming up in August for Share the Dignity. Yes. And you yes. guys will and accept uh, donations of zero waste products, I'm hearing.
1: A hundred percent. And our theme for this year is choice as well. So, empowering women to have the choice to choose what they use. So a lot of the time, most of our donations are pads because I think, I mean, I was thinking the same before I was involved in the charity. If I donate a pad, everyone knows how to use a pad. Everyone can use a pad. But then I think to myself like, oh, well, right now I'd prefer to learn how to use a cup. But before that I was primarily using tampons. So why aren't I giving this sister in need, what I would want. I'm giving it what I think everyone would be okay with.
0: Yeah. Rather than sort of, that's such a, a wonderful idea too, as a theme for, for the charity's drive, because mm-hmm. just because someone is more disadvantaged, why should they not be afforded choice? Why should they not be treated with the same respects and, you know, options that we have for ourselves?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, say if you were in a vulnerable situation and you had your period and couldn't afford anything, if I was handed pads, I'd feel so frustrated because that's not what I like to use
0: Yeah. and I wouldn't
1: feel comfortable using them. So, I mean, in those times when you are in desperate need, it means so much more to be given the choice and be empowered to have your period the way that you like to take control of it.
0: Absolutely. And it's wonderful for us and other women like us to be in a position to have that choice ourselves and to think about Mm -hmm. our impact on the world and make the choice to switch to a zero waste period. I'm still transitioning all the way over because I don't feel like at night with the cup, it's, you know, doing its job entirely. That's why I'm (laughs) after the, yeah, I know. So I'm definitely going to get the period pants and that's one of my zero waste swaps this year but um i think right. it's just so important for everyone who can to think about looking at reducing their waste in that area because that's one of the few areas too where we're not able to track waste as easily when it comes to tampons and pads they're considered mm. medical waste so it's not recorded in the same way and tracked in statistics which is probably part of what affects you know the statistics you guys try and get a hold of at chair the dignity <laughs> because it's medical waste and it's not tracked so yeah. Exactly.
1: Which is, it's very interesting that it's been tracked as medical waste as well, because um, I don't know if you recall the um, tampon tax that was um, happening a couple of years ago now. yeah, I mean, we, we were considering them a luxury in the sense of purchasing, but we consider them medical waste when we're getting rid of them. So uh, thankfully the tampon tax, the period product tax has gone now but that was something we had to fight for and something that um the team at share the dignity before i began they lobbied for that change and contacted prime ministers and mps to end it but yeah it's frustrating to hear that it's considered medical waste despite the luxury tax
0: i know they want it both ways you know they want you to hide it (laughs) away and be revolted by it but they also want you to pay premium for it and pay tax on it because you know you're a woman. You chose to be a woman, I guess. And that's your problem. I don't know. They're very weird about it, aren't they? (laughs) But don't you dare publicly leak because that's repulsive. Exactly. (laughs) That would offend us. I think tampons, especially in a way they offend men as this idea that women can hide it better that they're having their period, you know, and you can do more because a tampon is something that you can go swimming in, you know, you can do sports in blah, blah, blah. Same with the cup yeah. of the period pants.
1: Oh, the so cup it gives you more, more freedom. So.
0: And we, we wouldn't want women to have this freedom to go and move freely in society when they're, you know, <laughs> menstruating or something. It's weird. Yeah.
1: No, I think, I think it's just intimidating. And I think what's more so intimidating is when women really just own it and talk about it. And I think we do, we owe it to those in need to start discussing period poverty and period pain, having your period, your emotions on your period. It really, if we keep hiding it, then period poverty becomes even more of a stigma. So it's time for us all to step up and discuss not only the poverty, but the experience of menstruating.
0: Absolutely. I 100% agree. Katie, thank you so much for being on today's episode. I'm just so chuffed that you were here. It's been so great. <laughs> So we will put a link in the show notes for today's episode. We'll link into Share the Dignities August Drive and into your page get Papped as well. So people can go check that out. And you Amazing. know, everyone just go out there, have those conversations. Think about doing something for your sisters in need. Think about switching out your own products think about donating a variety of products when it comes to that share the dignity drive. Give these women choice. You want choice. We should all have choice.
1: Exactly. Thank you so much for I've loved
0: chatting to you. It's been great. It's been so good talking to you too, Katie. Thank you. That was Katie Norbury from share the dignity and get papped. You can find her and follow her in today's show notes. Definitely think about donating to the share the dignity, August drive. That is such a fantastic cause. And I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It was really interesting to research. It's a really important thing to think about if you're trying to reduce your waste to have that zero waste period. So if you have any tips or tricks for that, hit us up on Instagram. We are make of Soy, or on Facebook. And I hope that you will listen to next week's episode. I have some fantastic news that we're going to be announcing. I'm very excited about it and I'd really love to share it with you all. Thank you to everyone who has been listening um, up to this point and to any new listeners joining us. I really, really appreciate it. We will catch you in a week.